Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Jennifer Harrison is our very special guest, and she has been a, a crime victim's advocate for the last 16 years, and she's as good as anyone at what she does. And a Victims Rights New York Political Action Committee is her creation and what great things they've been doing, and she's been doing thrilled to have Jen Harrison here with us. Uh, Jennifer, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, recently, we saw uh, one of one of our most, who's become one of our most sacred victims, Thomas Valva. We saw uh, the eight-year-old who who perished terribly in uh, in 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 a situation that's coming up on trial. Uh, we saw him used terribly in a in a political ad. I I almost didn't believe what I was seeing and what I was reading. And then when it was attached to a fundraising letter, I, 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 I almost, I, I almost fell over. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was from our DA, Tim Sinney. Um, y- your initial reaction to, to that letter. Uh, to be honest with you, I got physically ill and it took me a while to process it myself. The fact that Tim Sinney's incompetence and failure to lead his office led to the prolonged torture, suffering, and death of Thomas Valva, along with other elected officials in this county, and now is using his name to basically extort Suffolk County taxpayers and perpetuate that private donations are needed in order for him to do his job as a tax-funded, taxpayer-funded government agency and prosecute this case is just is probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen come out of a politician in my life. I, I've never seen anything like it. And I've seen terrible things. And, and, I, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've, as, uh, as a politician uh, myself, and, and someone who's been involved in the political process, if I, you know, I saw anybody do something along these lines. And by the way, I've been around non-angels. My, most politicians are, are, are not angels. And I've been around a lot of terrible situations. I can't say that I've seen anything like this, that anybody would, would think that, that this is okay to do. I, I almost thought, and, and I've got to say, I've talked to well over 100 people about it now, there's not a single person, Democrat, Republican, independent, conservative, liberal, it, there's nobody that, that defends this. Two people almost did, but they, they defended it in this sense. They said it, it couldn't be true, you know, that, that you know, his opponents or, or people that don't like him probably put this out. And, and one came back after finding out that, that it was Tim Sinney who did this. Uh, one person came back with, uh, I'll never support him again. Uh, this is disgusting, and this is somebody who's a died in the wool Democrat. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't know how anybody could. Yeah, and then the other one uh, said, I, "I, he's got to answer a lot of questions." At this point, what has he said about it? Has he, has he made any apology? Has he made any effort to explain what he was doing? I, I haven't heard that he has. Uh, the, the last that I heard was um, when somebody sent me this disgusting and abhorrent letter. And it, it's just, it makes it even more vile and disgusting that, from my understanding, his office has forsaken the mother of this victim. She's put out post after post publicly 
how Tensini's office has failed to communicate with her, has failed to fight for justice with a federal investigation into possible trafficking of these children, um, as well as not not facilitating a virtual link during COVID. And, and yet, let me remind everybody that when it was convenient for the court to have virtual conferences, that was okay. So there's no reason that Tim Sini's office or his victim's advocate cannot facilitate a virtual link to allow the mother of this victim to participate in this process. And then on top of that, again, to use his name and send out this letter in a vile and disgusting manner to extort the taxpayers of Suffolk County into thinking that their funds are needed to to get justice in this case. I, I, it's it's unfathomable. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely amazing to me. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in or people that are just turning on their radios a little late. Frank McKay here with Jennifer Harrison. And uh, Jen, uh, it's just... Uh, you know, it's amazing that we would get to this. I, I mean, the, the Thomas Volva uh, situation in general, I, I mean, obviously it's a terrible tragedy. But how do we get there? How does the system fail this eight-year-old child the way it has? And are there others, uh, you know, God forbid, waiting to happen? Un unfortunately, there, there are. And um, the system didn't just fail Thomas Valva on multiple levels, but it, on it, in the days of COVID, it went on to fail other children that were locked at home with their abusers, um, you know, during the lockdowns and weren't available, weren't able to go to school with mandated reporter reporters like teachers or social workers that were trying to fight for them. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, Governor Cuomo actually had um, Office of Family and Children's Service Workers deputized by the, the state liquor authority to leave their jobs protecting children and go into small businesses like restaurants and bars and shut down restaurants and bars that were already struggling. And this is documented. Now, this is a time when these children who are most vulnerable were locked at home with their abusers, not going to school, and the parents were not going to work. So, I mean, how does this happen after the death of this little boy when state agency, county agencies failed him judges failed him time and time again how are they not paying more attention to this yeah, and this is this is absolutely amazing and uh, i just i i can't i can't wrap my head around this but as you said it uh it's you know it's like i'm hearing it for the first time the the idea that children because of covid were were basically locked in 24 hours with their uh, with their abusers and in these terrible cases, uh, because they didn't, uh, they weren't uh, able to go to school. They were uh, they were shut down from from that, uh, you know, safe haven. Hopefully, you know, safe haven, and uh, locked in with uh, with folks that are there twenty four hours a day. That uh, that are there torturers and uh, amazing. Can you give us a rundown of of the Valva case? And I, again, for those that just landed here from another planet that know nothing about it, uh, if you can give us a rundown and, and tell us as if we're hearing it for the first time. Sure. Well, if I if I could just interject in uh, for one second as well and, and mention that, you know, Tim Sini 
and Steve Ballone are the one, the elected officials that are closest to this case and, and know every detail of it and, and failed this little boy with their agencies time and time again. And they, you didn't hear anything during these lockdowns about, you know, requesting additional resources from Governor Cuomo. Please don't take state resources away from protecting our children, especially after Thomas Falva, which makes that, that letter even, even more important. But so for those of you that don't know, Thomas Falva... It's a, I mean, probably the worst thing that could ever happen. Uh, he was an eight-year-old little boy. His his parents were getting divorced. Basically, they were fighting back and forth for custody. Um, and the mother made claim after claim after claim that her children were being abused. No court believed her, despite the fact that the teachers and the school had made documented multiple reports of abuse. It's reported that these kids were, I might cry, I'm sorry, that these kids were scrounging through the garbage cans in school for food because they were so hungry. They were going to school soiled. This is documented and nobody stepped in. Nobody believed this mother. Not the, not the family court judges, not the CPS workers, not the police department. I, every Every level and every government agency that was supposed to protect this child failed him. Wow. Just wow. I, I mean, it's and, – and please, uh, you know, we, we understand your emotion. And I, there is nothing that describes this. There is nothing that – and again, there are some horrible things that happen to adults. But you got to figure that, uh, that there is nothing – like this kind of abuse to a child who has children, not not only a child, you know, the children, multiple children here, uh, that, I, I, yeah, I, again, I, I'm speechless in what's going on. Again, Jennifer Harrison is our very special guest. She is a, a, a crime victims advocate extraordinaire and Victims Rights New York Political Action Committee is her group. And, again, it's, uh, it is so important to make sure folks like Jennifer are are backed and empowered to uh, to look out for people that can't look out for themselves like the the late Thomas Valva and uh, just what has happened has been uh, just disgusting uh, Jennifer Harrison here with me Frank McKay uh, Jennifer uh, Steve Ballone's administration uh, it, to me it's uh, it, it has failed us, all of us, uh, in so many different levels, but nothing so blatant as this, as as an eight-year-old boy uh, dead uh, because of, I, I mean, is it just avoidance? Is it, uh, is it incompetence? What, what was it from Ballone's standpoint that led to, to this? Uh, his mismanagement of, of and failed leadership of his agencies. I, I, it's my belief that the head of the um, CPS department still has their job. I'm unaware of any changes that have been made significant, significant enough to make sure that this doesn't happen again. As I said, during, you know, during the pandemic and lockdowns, I never heard a peep out of his office or Tim Sini's office in the name of Thomas Valva to ask the governor for assistance or additional state resources to help these children, knowing that before COVID they were short-staffed and, and un under-resourced. And uh, I mean, how many more kids have to die before, before they realize that they need to get their act together? 
just unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable what's happened. And, uh, you know, again, it's been brought to light again uh, by by pure arrogance. Well, maybe the, the ability not to understand right from wrong, but Tim Sinney using Thomas Valva, a deceased eight-year-old, to, to try to raise funds, to try to, to, try to promote his, his own uh, campaign. It, it just, I, I mean, it's beyond disgusting. I, I can't get over it. I can't get over that he hasn't made an explanation, hasn't gotten out. I, I know probably what's going on. I'm sure everybody by this point has said to him, are you out of your mind? Are you, are you heartless? Are you completely out of your mind? But I think he still has to nip it in the bud. And, uh, and you know, he's there. He's DA. Um, he is, uh, he, he's got to uh, apologize for this, come up with whatever explanation uh, there is. And then any money that he's gotten off of that, that letter, he should donate to uh, the family, to, uh, to victims' rights, something. I mean, do you see any... Anything that he could do to to lessen what he's already done with the uh, with the letter with the fundraising letter. I don't know if there's anything that he that really can make that kind of disgusting behavior better. Um, you know, may, maybe if he put it, you know, said here, here, Steve Balone will, you know, all these campaign funds will donate and hire more CPS workers. Um, will that fix it? Here, I'll fund the federal investigation that, you know, poor Justina, the mother of Thomas Valva, has been begging for. Um, I think he should just resign. He's incompetent. This isn't his first failure in that office. Um, he's been forsaking victims. He allowed the uh, Dante Taylor, who I, I'm not sure if your um, listeners are familiar with, uh, brutally raped and murdered young Sarah Good, who was, a, a, you know, a 20-something-year-old mother of a four-year-old daughter, and Tim Sini's office allowed his conviction to be overturned and never even met with her family or fought to have it reinstated as other other cases in other states had been. Um, he allows MS-13 members, even though he knows that it's a part of the initiation process to rape or murder somebody, he allows them to get away with rape and murder. And the media is complicit, too, because they never report on this. So it's very important that you're putting this out there, and I cannot s say how much I appreciate that you know you're you're paying attention to this matter because the voters need to know they're they're just so used to these voters not holding them accountable or not being aware and educated that this is what's going on, and you know it's just be, being reported that they're they're heroes and they're they're not they're forsaking victims left and right people are dying because of it and it needs to stop. The, the Valva situation is difficult to to cover because it's so sad, and we heard it in your voice. And you know, you're you know, someone who's who sees this type of thing uh, constantly, and for 16 years you've been speaking up for it. And it's uh, it's hard for you to uh, you know uh, to even grasp what happened here. But it's it's difficult for people to talk about it and and to think about it and what I, I I I can't get over that Tim Sinney did that I can't get over that he that he sent no, out that there, letter. There, there's nothing worse than thinking about an eight year old little boy going into school hungry in soiled pants, wondering why nobody is helping him. 
And then having the one man that could have helped him and could have put a stop to this, if he was competent enough, using his name to raise funds for his campaign. There's nothing worse than that. Wow. I mean, just uh, just wow. And I I don't know. I don't know where it stopped. To me, there's a sense of of not knowing wrong from right. And. Uh, you know, should and and by the way, I I'll say for full disclosure, I backed him last time I endorsed Tim Sinney, and I thought he would be different. I mean, you know, this white knight, you know, and and I wasn't foolish enough to think he was that, but I mean, I thought he was coming in idealistically. I mean, he's he's been the worst uh, political. Uh, and by the way, we're coming off of some terrible DAs, but he's he's so blatantly political and and, uh, and and media conscious for himself and to take bows and to uh, to make it sound like he's like he's uh, you know solved he's the the man who finished off ms13 I, yeah he, he brought them in he gave them slaps on the wrist and uh, and then let them go I mean he's done he's done nothing that I I could see that's been productive at all he's been he's been terrible terribly incompetent but you know when we come to thomas valva I, I i mean just disgraceful frank mckay here so much more importantly jennifer harrison is uh, just a wonderful wonderful asset to any community but to ours for sure she's a crime victims advocate her group is and i'll ask her to uh, correct me if i'm wrong victims rights new york Political Action Committee. Uh, Jen- Jennifer Harrison is is here with me, Frank McKay. Jennifer, do I have the name correct? Yes, and we could be found um, Victims Rights NY PAC.com. We have a Facebook page, Victims Rights NY PAC, and we are Victims Rights NY on Twitter. Why is the Valva case uh, of of interest to folks like why would this have been ignored do you think it had anything to do with the father um being a law enforcement uh, uh, officer uh d- does that have anything to do with it i mean and pardon my ignorance on it but i'll i'll yield to you as the expert does he um does the father uh being a law enforcement officer have anything to do with uh, any of this nonsense I, I think perhaps it does, um, but not in the sense that everybody else is thinking. My personal thoughts on the matter are that it was just a complete mismanagement of every level of government agency that was responsible in this case and their failures. And I think, you know, CPS workers are extremely overworked. They're not really, you know, they're not trained certain. They're not they're they're untrained social workers. Um, they're you know they're not certified investigators. Um, there needs to be more training as far as that's concerned. Um, I I I think that they probably just are overworked and don't have the resources that they need. And went to this nice house and saw this guy that's a cop and and said, oh, you know, there can't be anything going on here. Or, I mean, but I think that some of the the investigators or social workers that were involved in this case need to be investigated. They should not have their jobs, and and they should probably be facing criminal or negligent charges as well. Uh, It was a complete failure. The judges that were involved in this case need to be removed from the bench. There needs to be some kind of accountability for them. 
And you know, the mother is a corrections officer. So is, is it that she didn't present herself well enough in court or, you know, she's an immigrant, so she had an accent and he went and presented himself better? I, I don't know, but there needs to be accountability for everybody that was involved and everybody that failed this child. I'm sure that I'm not the only one that goes to bed every night. And when I put a blanket over my son, I think of Thomas Valva. When my son says he's hungry and I give him food, I think of Thomas Valva and how nobody did that for him. And I do not know how these people that were responsible for keeping him safe don't think about that as well and are able to sleep at night. It's heart-wrenching. Terrible. Uh, terrible uh, situation that happened. Uh, let me ask you, uh, uh, finally, before we, uh, before we run out of time, uh, do you think the actions of, of D.A. Tim Sinney has hurt the, the case, uh, the potential prosecution of, uh, of, of the father and the people involved? Uh, the jury poll, uh, the, the defense attorneys, are they going to you know, claim that the jury poll may be poisoned? Is this the type of thing where he should disclose who he sent the letter to? Everyone, just give us everyone who sent the letter, who sent back, um, who are they connected to? Uh, could this affect the case in any negative way? I, I'm not a legal expert, expert um, but I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it can. I'm sure it can, and I, I don't know why he would have done something so irresponsible and reckless with everything that's at stake, at stake on top of just being a disgusting display of behavior. Jen Harrison, please give us your website one more time and, and let us know anything that we didn't touch on that, that we should know about. How do people support what you're doing? VictimsRightsNYPAC.com or Victims Rights NYPAC on Facebook. And we're trying to come up with a comprehensive legislative package for to ensure victims' rights and restore public safety as well. Uh, we want to make the streets safer for our kids again. And we're also trying to hold Governor Cuomo accountable for the 15,000 people that died in nursing homes. And he, we need an impeachment. Listen, we need another show, a part two with you to talk just about just about that. Uh, just amazing. Jennifer Harrison, I, thank you not only for being here, but thank you for everything that you've been doing over the last 16 years. Uh, nobody does it better. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Jennifer Harrison, everyone, is a crime victim advocate, and uh, her group, once again, is Victims Rights New York Political Action Committee, and uh, just absolutely wonderful, talking about the, the horrendous letter that DA Tim Sinney sent out as a fundraising request. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it almost seems like somebody made it up and sent it out, but it's not. It's, it's his. He sent it out and uh, to promote his campaign, but to ask for funds, and he invoked the, the name of Thomas Valva. Uh, eight-year-old boy who lost his life in this horrendous situation. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Tim Sinney, please, if you want to come and respond to this anytime, uh, please give some explanation of what you were thinking or a spokesperson from that group, Steve Ballone, somebody. Uh, you're welcome to come and, and shed some light on, on what was thinking and what the thinking was on this horrendous situation. Frank McKay signing off. Jen Harrison has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.